And I'm not here to motivate you because when motivation fails, you're going to be left back in the same situation. You might be worse. You might take motivation as this peak state high to where you try to amp yourself up and surround yourself with this energy. But the very thing that comes up must come back down. And what I'm trying to tell you is, is when motivation fails, you've got to have some key core disciplines that are set in place that when you come out of this so-called peak state, when you come away from this group of people that have a solid basis of energy, uh, when you get done with church, and the worship ends and the sermon is preached and you cry your tears and you feel that motivation and you're immediately just catapulted back into reality and you're stuck in the real world with sin nature in a fallen world that's dying and crumbling and and just just going to pieces all around you you've got to have some key core disciplines in place when when the energy goes away and what i want to tell you is when motivation fails right when motivation fails you have to you have to have a key set structure a foundation that foundation i believe is the finished works of jesus christ that faith comes by hearing and hearing these disciplines are affirmations that you've got to speak over your life which come from the word of god and word of god is is literally what's going to build you up in the times when trials and tribulations come knocking at your door and you realize that all that motivation stuff was just a crock of crap and you're really left uh, feeling down or worse than what you were before and some of you have vices that you return to back or you return back to because of uh, you know idle thoughts because of there's a lack of action in your life you literally find yourself uh, consumed and you were doing so good right you were doing so good for a certain amount of time when you were surrounded by other individuals when you were surrounded by motivation when you were surrounded by you know YouTube videos that were putting you in a state of mind uh, you know that that made you want to work, made you want to do good. What I'm trying to tell you is you got to have a certain solid foundation, which I believe is the finished works of Jesus Christ. You got to have some key structured, uh, you know, uh, things that you're implementing into your life on a daily basis. And what I'm telling you is, is these, these key structures, these key structures that, that lay the foundation that, that, that builds onto a solid life comes not from motivation, but it comes from the finished works of Jesus Christ. And what I'm trying to tell you is, is some of you are going to, uh, you know, have these times that you fall. I want to tell you that there's a difference in falling and failing. Failing doesn't have to exist in your life at all. The only time that you fail is when you don't learn. You can win right? You can win or you can learn. The only time that you fail is when you go into a situation and you don't take anything away from it that's going to shape or mold you or position you in a better place or or, or, or give you a better uh, or a heightened percentage chance of winning next time you go, uh, you know, to bat at whatever situation that is going on in your life. What I want to tell you is, is don't fall backwards. What you do is you fall forward. And, and what I mean by falling forward is every time that you fall, you, you want that to discipline you. You want that to, to shape and mold you in such a way that even though you're falling, you're still progressing because you're not falling backwards, you're falling forward. So when you do fall, 
The reason why you fall as a Christian is because you've taken your mind off the fruits of the spirit. You've taken your mind off the key disciplines that God has called you uh, to. The reason why you're falling is because you're idle. The reason why you're falling is because you might be focused so much on the macro that you haven't focused on the micro. And though the macro seems great. It takes a lot, a little micro wins to get you to the situation uh, that you want to be in, to get you into the position that you want to be in, to get that level of success that you've been dreaming about. Uh, God's given you the vision. If he's given you the vision, whatever he bring, uh, brings to you, he'll bring through, uh, or excuse me, whatever he brings you to, he'll bring you through. And then within that, the whole purpose of this message is there's going to be times that you're going to come out of a motivated mindset. There's going to be times where this so-called peak state doesn't exist and the motivation of the people that you surround yourself with aren't going to be there. And what I want to do in this you know, podcast, if you will, is to help you set up these key core structured foundations, a couple of key things that you can implement into your life that are going to lead you to the success that God wants you to have. He's predestined you and adopted you into sonship. He's called you before the foundations of the earth to be righteous, redeemed, to be ambassadors. He's prepared you to do good works before you were even created. So what I'm saying is, is he's placing a vision in your mind. But if you get caught up in this world of secularism, if you get caught up on this heightened energy sense that it's going to hit you like a dopamine effect and whatever comes up must come down. So when you walk out of these situations, right, of motivation or a heightened sense of reality, uh, uh, you get this uh, th- this perception or this high, if you will, uh, and then essentially when it wears off and you go back to yourself, you might become idle. You might be dealing with vices. You might you might end up uh, what the world might call failing is what I would call falling. And what I want you to do, the whole purpose of this is not to fall backwards, but to fall forward. So when you fall, that you are still progressing. What I want to start with is number one, okay? Pay attention to this. Write it down if you can. Number one is to focus on the fruits of the Spirit. To focus on what it means to walk in love. If you're walking in love, there's no law against love. If you're focused on the fruits of the Spirit, then you're not going to stumble. If you're walking, uh, you know, the, the, the calling that we've all been called to, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, to love your neighbor as you love yourself, and to be able to walk that out through action and in truth, not just through word, but through deed. If you can walk that out, and I'm not saying faith comes by works, please, let's just keep moving. All I want to say is, is in and within that, I want you to focus on the fruits of the spirit. If you're focused on the fruits of the spirit, then we are going to be able to progress. If you're focused on the flesh, the flesh is death. The carnal mind leads to death and it profits nothing. So every time that you're focused on fruits of the flesh, if you will, and look them up, you see what it is. It's idolatry, it's debauchery, it's drunkenness, it's orgies, it's discord, dissension, it's malice, it's rage, it's anger. It's anything that's not the fruit of the spirit. Okay. It's anything that would, that, that would derive from sin nature and there's several more that I haven't listed off. And according to what translation you're reading, you might you might actually have it in different words, uh, you know, fornication. And um, I won't get into them. You can look them up for yourself. All I'm saying is, is focus, number one, on the fruits of the spirit. Number two, I need you to take a macro, of, you know, uh, a macro idea and break it down into micro. OK, macro, big, micro, small. And what I need you to set up is these small little wins. 
right? Small little wins. I'm sure you've heard this several times, but you need to set out a schedule. And I'm, I'm writing a book right now that's currently going to give you absolutely everything that you're going to need uh, broken down. I don't have time to do it in this podcast right now, nor do I have the stuff in front of me to properly do it because I'm walking around in a random parking lot at 11 o'clock at night. Essentially, what I want you to do is I want to take I want you to take your overarching idea and I want you to place that at the top. And as soon as you've got that placed at the top, what I want you to do is I want you to take each of uh the steps that it's going to take to get to that idea. And this is a brainstorming session. And then what you're going to do is you're going to take those and put those into order. And once you put those into order, you're going to take the bulk of uh, the ones that you need to do first to get you to your intended goal. I'll say it again. Say if you got 12 things listed, right? I need you to take the bulk of those, right? Whatever the bulk is, that's going to get 80%. I call this the 80-20, okay? Whatever's going to get you 80% of your results, you're going to take 20% out of those things, right? So if we're, for the sake of math, say you got 20 things, excuse the 12. Just for the sake of math, say you got the 20%, right? I want you to take the top four things, uh, that's going to get 80% of the results, and I want you to focus in on that. And then I want you to break that down into micro uh, things that you can accomplish in a month, in a week, and then in a day. And then what you're going to do is you're going to set out a list for each day of these small micro accomplishments that are going to lead to the macro goal. And so what happens is if you have these focuses, right, and you're focused on the work at hand and whatever you're doing, you're doing for the glory of God, right? So you're working for God, you're presenting your work to God, uh, you know, as a sacrifice, if you will, as a offering to him uh, for the time that he's given to you. The a lot of time that you have, you want to be a blessing with everything that you have to honor him by doing what you've been called to do. So whatever said goal, time, talent, resource that you have, we want to be able to take this overarching idea. And we want to break it down into micro, uh, you know, micro, uh, you know, little missions, if you will, uh, that are going to accomplish the overall goal. So number one, we want you to focus on the fruits of the spirit. Number two, right? Number two, I want you to take that overarching goal and follow the steps that I just told you. And then I and then I want to move on to number three. Now, number three could fit in at any point, right? Any point. So it doesn't necessarily have to be number three. Stop paying attention to what other people have to say to you. Stop paying attention to competition, especially you and the body of Christ. There are ministries that are at war with one another, that won't support one another uh, over just random, stupid illogical, irrational things that are creating division in and within communities. And it's the very reason, I'm not going to harp on this, but it's the very reason why most people don't want to come to Christ is because they see a bunch of people claiming a bunch of different denominations focused on man's religion. And what it's doing is it's causing, uh, you know, division in and amongst one another. Christ says, you know, a house divided against itself cannot stand. He's not just talking about your one little uh, group that's meeting together, that one little assembly. He's talking about the assembly itself the whole body working together so what I want you to do immediately right now I want you to become so focused through prayer focused on what God has called you to do that you don't have time to be focused on anybody else's calling unless those callings are implemented in and within the key core group that God has placed in your life to create that structure uh, to, to complete the finished works or whatever it is that he's called you to. Let me shorten that down. I don't want you paying attention to anybody 
right? Judging anybody, focused on anybody else's walk outside of the walk that you've been called to 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 um, to walk in, if you will. I'm sorry, I'm I'm, I'm rambling for a minute. I got hot, and I'm just gonna be real for a minute. The reason why is because you'll idly start scrolling Instagram and be seeing what other people are doing, and then you'll be focused on the calling that God's placed in their life, and then you're gonna be comparing your life to their life and if they're at what you would consider further ahead than where you want to be what you're going to do is start doubting God and you're going to start questioning God on the basis of where he's positioned them on the basis of where you are because what you might be doing is judging them and knowing their lives right knowing what's going on in their lives either through judgment or through dirt or through gossip or through something of that nature there's some of you right I'll just put it like this there's some of you that are that know dirt on your lead pastor and you're thinking that you're clean and you're thinking through your obedience God should be positioning you somewhere uh where you where you're not primed for yet and you're looking at a position uh that's ahead of you and you're wondering on the basis of their performance why you're not in their position that's real somebody needs to hear that I don't care if it's tonight or a year from now I know that's real that's holy spirit driven I want you guys to understand that some of you guys become so idle and you're and you're focused on competition that you'll be you'll make these little underlying comments i know i'm talking to somebody right now you you won't say it to nobody's face because you're passive you're, you're you're acting uh you're acting super slick you think but what you're doing is you're creating competition you're creating division in and within yourself because what you're doing is you're becoming idle because you're focused on somebody else's stuff so you'll go scroll you'll go scroll and you'll go look at what god's doing in their life because they might post it on instagram because everybody's posting their stuff up now right or facebook or whatever social media outlet is and you'll be looking right and then you'll say some slick stuff on your instagram or your social media page or something like that as if you got some type of mindset uh uh, that 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 God gave you a word or or God speaking into you because you're idly looking at what they're doing so you might go and talk trash subtly right you ain't gonna mention no names right because you're passive you're not gonna mention names so what you're gonna do is you're gonna go and you're gonna talk about somebody without talking about them directly and then you're going to post some slick stuff up to try to add favoritism to what it is that you're doing. You might cause division by talking about somebody behind their back. You might have uh, mutual friends where you say, oh, I don't mess with that person because this, 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 and this. I'm going to go back to number three. I don't want you focused on anybody else's calling except for your own calling. This ain't being selfish. I'm saying focus on what God's given you. Focus on the land that God's given you. Focus on what he's called you to and the people that he's placed in position in your life. Focus on nurturing them, building them up. Good leaders duplicate leaders. Okay, so this is about kingdom multiplication. So what you should be doing is raising up disciples, raising up those and looking for those with key leadership. And what you should be doing is duplicating yourself. If those around you ain't growing and they're not progressing and they're not expanding in ways through the Holy Spirit, you might want to question and check your leadership role and see what's going on. If you've been doing and position the same way that you've been for the past 10 years, but you're not seeing growth, you're in the you're in the, the business of kingdom multiplication. You're in the business of creating disciples. Reality check is, is maybe you should stop, right? 
Maybe all of us should stop spending so much time in other people's business. I'll include myself in that. How about that? Maybe all of us should stop spending time in each other's business and just be focused on nurturing and building up what God has given us. And then if we nurture that, if we can dignify five, he might give us 50. If we can dignify 50, he might give us 500. If we can dignify 500, he might give us 5,000. If we dignify 5,000, we might, we might get that 50,000. 500,000, 5 million, 500 million. Nobody knows. But if you're focused on the one with 50,000 and God's entrusted you with five and you're judging the one with 50,000 when God's really got 5 million placed for you, but you're so idly focused on what the guy with the 50,000 has and you're judging his walk and you're over here with five, you're not focused on dignifying the five to get to the 5 million that God had in place for you. You, you might be envious over somebody's Walk and what God's led them to, and God might actually have more for you in store than what the thing is that you're focused on. And I'm not saying God's showing favoritism, I'm just saying God builds each of us with certain capacities. And what I'm saying is your capacity might grow based on the focus and the obedience that you have in such a way to be tuned into the Holy Spirit and walking in the way that He wants you to walk. So therefore, your surrender and your mind, your carnal mind, you're turning over the flesh to walk into the Spirit. And so the Spirit profits. The Spirit is going to profit. He's going to shape and mold you and prune you so that you produce more fruit. So if you're walking in obedience, you've got your mind right. Again, if you're focused on what God's called you to, if you're lining this stuff out, if you're walking in the fruits of the Spirit, if you're only focused on the fruits of the Spirit, if you've taken your mind off of others and you just solely focus the time that God has given you into creating kingdom multiplication and making disciples, you might find yourself in a short amount of time in a way different situation than what you're in. But if you're sitting there with competition in your heart, if you're sitting there with envy, malice, rage, dissension, discord, any sense of competitiveness in the in the in the whole Spirit, bro, something is off. Something is off about the spirit of competition, especially when it's coming from the carnal mind. Some of you guys I've heard, and I used to be bad about this. And let me tell you, nah, let me open up. Let me open up for a minute. Let me be super transparent. I used to love when people talk trash about me. I'm going to be honest because I've had I've, I've had this mindset mentality. I'm against all odds. Everybody's doing this, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to do me because God's called me to do this, this, that, and the other, right? And I had a spirit of competition. And let me tell you what I would do. I would use the fuel for the fire, right? Listen to what I'm saying. I'd use the fuel for the fire of the competition to make me stronger, to make me work longer, for me to produce longer. So I had this mindset, when you're asleep, I'm grinding. When you're awake, I'm grinding. When, you, when you're on vacation, I'm grinding. When you take an off day, I'm grinding. When you're sitting there partying, I'm grinding. And I was grinding. And I'm not saying that I didn't produce. What I'm saying is, is that that I was producing, right? Might not have been at the capacity that God wanted me to produce. Might have been more stressful and strenuous based on my mind's perception than what God actually had for me. His yoke is easy. His burden's light, right? I might have had to kick down some more doors and go through some more stress that was never intended for me. And God was using to discipline and mold me in such a way. Because what had happened was, <laughs> what had happened was, is I had a spirit of competition. And that spirit of competition... Right? 
was going maybe against other ministries, was going against other people to try to show that, you know, I could do what they could do, but I could do it better. And I could and I'm good at spotting weak spots and calling it discernment. I'm good at seeing good, good at seeing spots and trying to add edification. But if people ain't trying to listen, I'm really good at going and producing it in the way that I see fit. Right. That's pride. That's pride, man. And so what would happen is I would find myself idly focused on others and I would produce, but I would produce at a rate that was very strenuous, that would stress me out. And what would happen is, is that would become a reflection in the ministry and the people that I was around. And I might find myself snapping off or having a different type of mindset than what God wanted from me. I wouldn't be focused on the fruits of the spirit. I'd be focused on competition. And the way that I was trained in the streets is you don't just beat your competition. You can Completely annihilate your competition so they don't come back to you. It's not a healthy mindset. You can't mix fresh water and salt water. You can't put those two together. You can't put. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to use it uh, out of context. Uh, now nah, I won't even use that example. All I'm saying, man, is you. <laughs> uh, how's he say? Blessings and cursing coming out of the same mouth. It's not fit, man. You're not fit for that. And what I'm saying is there's a spirit of competition, a spirit of division in the church. People start measuring numbers. People start measuring success. People start talking trash. Uh, Somebody's video might get more likes or follows, and then somebody might be salty and talking bad about them. Uh, You see it a lot with music industry. You see people going back and forth, and they're looking at numbers and charts and things of that nature, and they'll be hating on each other. One be paying for advertising, the other not, and so the other be Jones and somebody else churches uh, you find this in business you find this all across the board but what I'm saying is if you're not building each other up and edifying each other in love what you're doing is you're tearing each other down the reason why I'm harping on this third one much more than the other one is because it's not going to matter if you follow the first two steps if you don't get the third one right it's going to it, it's, it's going to have a, a sense of a lack of fulfillment and no matter what you do it's not going to be good enough because you're in competition with other people and I'm telling you right now there's always going to be somebody ahead there's always going to be somebody whether they had provision whether uh, it was given to them whether it was handed or whatever the case may be and you can make excuses and you can talk you can work yourself into a crazy 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 mindset but if you'll relax and you'll focus on dignifying the people that God has given to you he'll increase your capacity and when you get to the level of success that you want to be at when you fulfill that vision by focusing on fruits of the spirit by taking macro and breaking it down into micro and then having a uh, a focused mind and not a sense of a spirit of competition then what you're going to do is you're going to be living your success and you're going to find ultimate fulfillment in that progression because you're going to be progressing in such a way that God's going to continue to increase your capacity because your obedience is true and genuine in a sense that you're not wanting what you're what you're striving and thriving for uh, based on the flesh. But through spiritual discipline and obedience through Christ, he's going to promote you in such a way that will increase you by leaps and bounds, mentally, physically, spiritually, when you're just focused on a sense of focusing on the fruits of the spirit, 
breaking it down binary, taking your macro, making it micro, breaking it down into small successes each day, and then keeping your mind so focused on dignifying the team that God has given you. And even if you're riding solo, you got the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, okay? And so if God's going to surround you with like-minded individuals, He's going to do it in His time. So what you've got to do is just stay focused on that success, but that level of success is based on the vision and the calling and the and the uh, the vision that God has placed on your heart. You can't measure your level of success to somebody else's level of success. You can't compare capacities. You can't compare your life to somebody else's life. I'm trying to save somebody's life right now. I'm telling you, you might run the race. You might run the race that whole time and be talking about love but not have love in your heart and it count for nothing. You might have a spirit of division so deep in you that somebody is is, is not willing to check you because you're not approachable. You might have some type of spirit in you, right, that ain't nobody identifying with and you just got a sense of restlessness, restlessness and nothing is enough. And so no matter what you've done, you're always comparing to somebody else and then you make sly little remarks and you vent it out on social media and you talk trash behind people's back and you and you put yourself in the situations um that that aren't proper for you and you're just going to have a lack of understanding in your heart there's a lack of understanding there's a lack of fulfillment there's there's a restlessness so i don't want you to do one and two because one and two is going to crush it one and two is going to crush it i don't excuse me i don't want you to do one and two without three that's why i just i'm staying on three for so long because somebody really needs this man one one is tough one is super tough, man, because you got so much going on in life. Staying focused on the fruits of the Spirit takes a ton of discipline. But I'm telling you, it's accomplishable because that that is in you is stronger than the world. He's given you everything that you need to live a holy uh, life that is pleasing to God. And that He's not going to lead you into any temptation uh, that, that, that or any test that He's not going to give you a way out. You know, temptation overcomes you uh, in a sense because you allow it to. He always provides you a way out. And God never tempts you. He'll test you right right so i want you to know number one is accomplishable number two is extremely accomplishable with discipline number three man number three is super 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 vital because if you can accomplish one and two but you forget three you might find yourself again at the end road at the end road and you have lacked love in your heart and you accomplish what you have been called to do, but it counts for nothing because it wasn't done in love. It wasn't done in dignifying others. It wasn't done uh, in the proper way because you created division in the body instead of creating a sense of unity. You didn't dignify yourself. Therefore, you couldn't dignify others. You couldn't do kingdom multiplication because you were so focused on leadership that you really couldn't even lead because you were focused on other leaders that, that had a different capacity to you and you were judged them you were judging them man and you find that love wasn't in your heart some of us need to hit our knees and repent like crazy some of us need to understand that repentance is a lifestyle that we live daily it's not a one-time action it's not beating on your chest and going god i'm sorry please forgive me for my sins it's going lord i turn from my ways I'm turning from my ways and I don't want to return to that path again. I want to turn from my ways. I don't want to be like a dog returning back to its vomit. I don't want to be like a sow that was freshly clean and returns to the mud. I don't want to be that dog returning to his vomit. Some of us need to hit that repentance. So again, 
You're going to find yourself in a situation where the world might consider it failure. It's not failure ever unless you're not learning from the situation. Failure does not exist in my life. I either win or I learn. Most of the time, the learning experience is better than the winning because the winning shows me that I already had the capacity to accomplish the task that was set before me. The learning process is what shapes and molds me and builds me tougher, makes me stronger. And if I don't have a spirit of, uh, of competition and, 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 and a sense that creates division, but I'm dignifying and walking in love, then, I'm, then God's heightening and building and opening doors that's going to... Uh, give me a greater capacity. And I think that that's free and open to each and every one of you. I'm not going to continue to go in on this. Uh, I do suggest that uh, you listen to this message a couple of times. I listen that uh, I, I suggest rather that you uh, take it and put it into action. I think that some of us need to do some soul searching. There's something, and I'm talking to the church, man. If you're listening to this outside of it, man, it applies to you. It applies to you just as much as it does to the church. But what I'm trying to tell you, man, is it's inside this body. There's a whole lot that's going on. There's a whole lot that's going on. So this message right here is, is, is for the body. There's some local churches, guys. They should be partnering, but you got pride and you don't want to partner because you're worried about funds. You're not worried about God's provision. You're worried about funds. You're worried about little, little incongruent, um, uh, just little nitpicking things that are creating division amongst one another. You're so focused on on just pride that it is causing you to become stagnant and idle. And that idleness is making you consistent in the same thing and you're not experiencing growth. All because you won't partner up with other ministries. Do you know my brother... Uh, woke up on Resurrection Sunday, right? This is what he told me. He said, man, um, I won't tell you the whole story, but essentially he wanted all of us to wake up. I didn't wake up, but he woke up and he went down to the beach, okay? He, he heads up uh, FTP, the movement down in uh, Flagler Beach, Florida. He woke up and he said, you know what, man? He said, I'm, I'm going to go to the beach. I want you to wake up, get on the phone. I want us to kind of just love on one another, be there for one another, talk to one another, edify one another, just build each other up, right? Well, I didn't wake up, and so that went south, but there was a reason. God woke him up and the sun wasn't shining, bro. Not at all. It was a cloudy day. And what God had positioned him there for, what he thought was he was going to go enjoy that sunrise and praise the Lord. What happened was he woke up and it was a cloudy day, but there was a lot of people on the beach. There were multiple ministries that were doing a resurrection uh, Sunday sunrise service, right? My, my brother's heart was overwhelmed by pain because what was happening was there was multiple ministries all as the one body right one body one mind one accord that were completely separate on the same little stretch of beach now they could have all been together worshiping but because of the different sects because of the different denominations because of man's religion there was a distinct separation where they weren't even all worshiping together and they were all claiming to be a part of the same body please don't just go over this. Please don't let this just go by your mind. I'm trying to tell you, it's one body, it's one mind, it's one accord. 
why in the world and i'm not i'm not casting out judgment but why would you just just go past this part that i'm talking about my brother's heart was in pain because all of his brothers and sisters had allowed man's religion to create division in such a way that they were all on the same stretch of beach but they couldn't worship together what was separating them think about it meditate on it for yourself and i'm telling you I'm in the South. I'm in the Bible Belt, man. We're all gonna get together in different ways. We're gonna some of them. Some of us are gonna like uh, music louder. Some of us are this, that, and the other. I'm not even gonna go into the to the bit of the church. But what I want to say is, I don't want to get far off of this message. This last in. If you if you tune out and you're not a part of the body, uh, and you get finished before I get finished, go ahead and turn the podcast off. Uh, just just take with you those three things, man. Focus on the fruits of the spirit. Focus on uh, taking macro and making it micro and focus on dignifying the team and being solely focused and not focusing on anybody else's stuff. Take those things with you, okay? <clears throat> if you're going to stick around, this this last bit is still for the church, okay? I'm going to go right back into it, Holy Spirit. Why? Why? In the Bible Belt do we have so many different individuals that are only separated, only separated on the baseline of division of man's religion and the pride of leadership? That there's so many little churches holding on that could all come together as one unified body. Now I'm not I'm not an advocate for the church building uh, being massive and these mega congregations. I'm not even talking about any of that. I actually don't even adhere to to the way that church is even going right now. And I'm not even saying that to create division. I'm just saying that there is a major difference in what we read in scripture and what we see today, especially in the Western world. I'll leave it at that. All I'm saying is, is there's a spirit of division and pride that are keeping ministries from being fully efficient and effective on what they've been called to because of their pride. I'm asking you guys to hit your knees tonight with me and ask for God to reveal anything in your heart that's not of him and to remove it and to show you, show you distinctly where you can improve and who you could be leaning in with and who you owe an apology and who you should humble yourself to and who you should reach out to to help minister to and who you should tell that you've got this root of pride that you need removed and that God had removed it tonight because we all came together in our own separate places and we came to agreeance and it doesn't matter if you're listening to this message a year from now or 10 years from now you're still going to hit your knees and it's going to be just as enough as effective as it is tonight as I'm giving it you're going to ask God through the Holy Spirit to remove any sense of pride any sense of division any sense of man's religion that's keeping you from being efficient and effective in the body of Christ anything that is keeping you from one mind and one accord and then I want you to go out into your city and be a refreshment unto others don't forget That you that want to be leaders should be the servants of all. You are the foot washer. You are there to serve. Do not forget your place just because you're running this race and you think that your numbers are high on the basis of congregation or they're low because of a basis of whatever. You've got division. You've got got anger. You've got something that's of the carnal mind that's not 
a fruit of the spirit. Man, there's got to be a reasoning. There's got to be a revelation. There's got to be something. And the way that you do that is by coming together as the body of Christ, leaning in and repenting, turning from your ways. I look at my city, my city's in pain. I look on the block and everyone looks the same because I see a church on every single corner. I'm not coming against the body. I am the body. I'm not coming against the church. I am the church. But what I'm saying is, why is this city in pain? And we're sitting here creating this division on the baseline of leadership. I got so much that I could go into right now that I won't. I'm not going to go into the bad church experiences. I'm not going to go into the ministries that I've met that have turned their backs on me. I'm not going into any of that. I forgive each and every one of anybody as I'm asking for forgiveness myself because I am just as guilty. What I'm saying is we've got to get past our trespasses that have been finished at the, the, (laughs) the foot of the cross. And we've got to come together. Time is short. The days are evil. Get off your high horse, humble yourself, take that robe off and wash some feet. And don't be out here talking about your foot washing in such a way that you're building it up and boasting about it in comparison to somebody else. What I'm saying is come to a full sense of humility. Stop comparing yourself with one another. Come together and reason with one another. Do you know that the body of Christ, if unified, would be the absolute strongest force on the face of the planet? But because of man's pride and the division of man's religion, that we are becoming inefficient and ineffective. People are looking at us and judging us on the basis of bad church experiences and hypocrites on the basis of us being so carnally minded that we don't separate ourselves and be the salt and the light in the city set on the hill for all to see that we're becoming so much like the world and the world of secularism, which I don't even like to create uh, a definition or use a definition rather that creates a divide. We're all human. We all fall short. We're all in need of Christ. I'm going to say it again. We all fall short. We're all human. We all are in need of the finished works and the, and the solid foundation of Christ. Sacrifice for all of our sins. Who came and set the captives free. He's the son of God. We all need him. So don't get on a spiritual high horse and act like you don't sin on a daily basis. The only sin that, that you can't, I, I say this, because some of you are going to come against that. I just want to tell you this right now. Like you only judge yourself on the basis of the sin that you can comprehend. It doesn't matter if you sinned once or you sinned a million times. Sin is sin and it's, it's short of the perfection of God. So get off your high horse. All of us need to come humbly at the foot of the cross. And I'm not passing judgment. I'm just speaking from the spirit. And I believe that somebody needs to hear it. And if I'm wrong, my conscience is clear. All I've got to say, man, is my city, which is your city, which is all of our cities, because we're all on the same planet. My city's hurting. And there's a lot of people saying that they represent what it is that I believe I represent. And we all need to come humbly to the foot of the cross Ask for God to reveal anything that's not in us and come together and get off this sense of pride. I'm done talking. I really am. I love you guys. I love you guys. I'm going to say it again. I love you guys. 
I don't want to see any of you with a spirit of competition or division. I want to see all of us in one mind and one accord. I want all of us to know that if God has called us to leadership, we're all Indians serving one chief. Our chief, the head, don't forget, the head is Christ. Do you understand? We're the body. We're the body. He's the vine. Okay? He's the vine. We're the branches. We can't produce fruit without him. So I don't care if you're a big branch, little branch, been grafted in, came as a Jew. If you're a Gentile, it doesn't matter. Like, just just please hear me. Hear me, hear me, hear me. I don't care what type of leadership you are in. Your leadership means you're just as it means that you mean just as much as the janitor means just as much as 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 any layman. If you want to use that term, we've all been commissioned through the Holy Spirit. We've all been ordained through the Holy Spirit. We've all been called to go and do the work of an evangelist. What I'm saying is some of us need to come humbly. And by some of us, I mean all of us in the body of Christ need to become humble at the foot of the cross and know that we are all Indians serving one chief. I love you guys. I'm pleading on the behalf of your souls. On my soul, I'm pleading through the Holy Spirit. We've got to come together. We have the ability to be the most effective and most dominant, dominant force on the planet. We have been called to subdue and conquer, to produce and manifest, like to continue to create and duplicate in a sense through having children, the image of God. We have been called, we have been called to inhabit the earth, to subdue and to bring it into submission, to conquer it for the glory of God. Let's do that together. Let's, let's make a pact to become effective. Let's make a pact to be humble. Let's make a pact to be able to partner in ministries. Let's, let's make that pact. Let's make that pact. I'm asking some of you right now that are listening to this. You need to invite every minister you know. And you need to apologize. Humble yourself. I'm saying the same thing for myself. Just humble yourself. Humble yourself. Come together and have a sense of leadership in such a way that you're being a servant to all people. Quit. Quit being ineffective. God's given you absolutely everything that you need. He's given you the Holy Spirit. That that's in you is stronger than the world. I want you to focus on the fruits of the Spirit. God wants you to focus on the fruits of the Spirit. I want you to take macro and make it micro. And I want you to take your mind off of other people's ministry if it is causing you to have a spirit of competition, if it's creating division in and within the body. I need you to erase it. Stop comparing your walk to other people's walk. Be so focused on your own walk that God's called you to that you don't have time to be focused on somebody else's in a way that causes division. I love you guys.